Hello, and welcome to Small Business Happy Hour, a podcast where we interview a different entrepreneur or small business owner every week to hear their story. We chat about their business, passions, struggles, and all things small business. Oh, and we drink with our guests during the interview, hence the happy hour. I'm your host, Derek, founder of Yoga for All Humans, a fully online yoga studio. And I'm your host, Holly, creator of the blog, The Bitter Lemon, and author of many books. We are so happy you're here. Hi, Holly. Hello. How are you? Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Um, I had a good weekend. It was my Friday off. So I originally told myself I was going to like go and do car stuff on Friday. But mm-hmm. I decided to just be really lazy. And so I didn't really do a whole lot other than play Zelda. And then <laughs> Saturday, that was my negotiation. I was like, if I take it easy Friday, I have to go do something on Saturday. I just needed to get like my oil changed and my inspection sticker, which I got before it expired. Wow. That's big for me. I don't That's, know. Do you want to know yeah. what my current inspection sticker says oh what does it say (laughs) the one that's on my vehicle right now is july 22 okay so we're almost a full year out (laughs) and i'm not joking you i renewed it this this morning like online because i got my inspection yeah i just never went forward with the renewal Uh but i have done this for the past several years like i wait until it's almost a full year later and then i'm like technically i should just go ahead and get the next one you're supposed to yeah but i don't so yeah yeah because they like backdate it you know yeah yeah it doesn't yeah. It's not like you can just skip one <laughs> <laughs> in iowa we didn't even have to do inspections that wasn't a thing i think and texas then, and louisiana are the only states left doing it Maybe so. I don't know. Like, I never even heard of that before I moved to the South. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'm just so used to it. I, whenever I went to Iowa, I was like, oh, this is great. You know, we just had to renew our registration, I think, every other year. Texas is like every year for both, which seems pretty ridiculous. It's like another racism thing. Oh, probably so. That makes sense. No, yeah. it, it totally is. Mm-hmm. Because it's like okay. a barrier and you can get arrested. Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You'll get never a ticket. Then if you don't pay it, you go to jail. Yeah. And black people get pulled over more often. So yep. That makes a lot of sense. We just so bring it back to <laughs> systemic issues. And, yep. and that's what this podcast is all about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, I did that yesterday and then I uh was able to like enjoy cooking today because usually I'm like rush, you know, because it's just Saturday and Sunday. But I actually felt like I had somewhat of a weekend. So I cooked chicken parmesan for the week, which I'm excited about. Obviously with fake parmesan, but Vio Life is a really good non-dairy brand for our non-dairy listeners. You yeah, mean it's like with pasta or like Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna be I cooked some I guess like thin spaghetti, but like whole wheat spaghetti and then mixed a little bit of red sauce in it and then cooked some, I mean, I cooked the red sauce, you know, to have it on the side 
on top of it and then fried the chicken, but I fried it in avocado oil. Okay. So healthy-ish, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then non-dairy Parmesan, and it's really good. I'm, I'm excited about it. I don't usually fry things, but we have like a Dutch oven type of thing that goes on the stove and then fried up in avocado oil so it wasn't as... You know, because frying things isn't isn't necessarily bad. It's usually the oil that you fry it in that is bad. Yeah. Because typically whenever you fry stuff, you put it in really cheap oil. So Yeah, like um, oil or right. Yes. So I used avocado oil. If you what would be like your death row meal? Like your like final meal? You know, I'm asking because mine would be like Italian. Would it? Italian. So mine, since I can't eat dairy, right? Mm -hmm. I would have a A filet mignon. Well, no, 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 not a block of cheese. I would have a filet mignon with Uh the butter on it, you know, because I usually have to say no butter on it. Okay. Um, So with the butter on it. And then I would want some mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. And some pizza rolls. <laughs> Ranch. Oh, wow. I fucking and love what? pizza rolls. Wine, red wine. Oh, obviously wine. Yeah. 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 There was this restaurant at the mall near where I grew up, and it's called it was called Bertolini's. It's not there anymore. Okay. I don't know if it was a chain, but it was in the mall. And they had like a pizza oven and Italian ice and whatever. It was like a, it was nicer than like an Applebee's, but not yeah. like super expensive or anything. They had this pasta. They called it like Taglarini Piki Paku or something like that. But it was oh really gosh. just like angel hair pasta with this really light red sauce, like not even a sauce. It was almost like just chunky tomatoes in like an olive oil base, mm-hmm. something in there. And then you could get shrimp on it, which I always said that if I could have that, like, oh my gosh, that stuff is so good. They, you would get this like bread, like everyone would get a bread, like this thing of bread mm-hmm. when you first sat down and they would serve it with like an olive salad. Kind of like if you get like a mufalada. Yeah. Yes. Add olive garden breadsticks to my list. <laughs> <laughs> oh that sounds so good right that definitely i would be like telling whatever the warden i need the taglarini p pakku would be like that doesn't exist (laughs) i don't care that's amazing this is turned to a food podcast since we do it on sundays whenever i'm meal prepping (laughs) that's so funny I'm trying to think of what else happened this week. Oh, I had my pride class. That was really special. Yeah, we I taught at Ashwell on Wednesday evening, and it was really great. You know, obviously their mission is really good. It's a sexual health awareness nonprofit, but they kind of target the trans community more. And just being able to practice with them, you know, because there's a lot to wellness, right? And that that's kind of what they're trying to dive into or lean into more, you know, is, is more holistic wellness or I guess well-rounded. Right. 
So that was really awesome to just be able to practice with them. Their space was really cool and welcoming. There was a a person there who was, I mean, they went by Queen. Pretty sure she goes by she, her, um, but she didn't say. Mm-hmm. But she was 61 and practiced in her chair, you know, so it was like wow. a really adaptive class, you know, yeah. so it was just, it was very cool. And she had never done yoga before. Oh, that's cool. So, you know, I love whenever people haven't done yoga before and I can introduce them to it in an accessible way because that's not typically how people get to experience it, right? Yeah. Okay, so I finished all six seasons of Dawson's Creek. Excellent. And I don't know exactly where I was when I last gave the update, but so, like I said, six seasons, each season is about 23, 24 episodes. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I watched it pretty quick, like in a couple weeks. I mean, I had it on all the time. Like I was just diving right in. I do think it was like going downhill at the top of season five, which I'm not sure if they changed writers. I kind of was just assuming that like ratings for the show must have started to go down because they were just having their characters do all these things that were like did not make a ton of sense. And it was just sort of like, okay, it was getting really bad, like as season six started, but I was like, I can't. I can't stop now. Yeah, you got to finish. Yeah. So I do think in the end, like the final episodes were fine. There was like a big kind of a bit of a dramatic ending, but I was like not getting emotional. But as I knew the episodes were like coming to Mm -hmm. an end, I was like, okay, I was like paying attention more and like, okay, let's see how this ends. But I feel like even though it's not like as my favorite show, like I think it was a good show. If I would have watched it when it came out, I don't think I would have understood half the stuff that was going on just because I was too young. But I feel like, I don't know how to describe it. I feel like it's just always going to be like a special show for me because I, it's really just been such a fun escape. Like I, feel like I'm just struggling mentally lately with my job and my job search. And I almost like some days I'm just like, I feel like I don't even know who I am some days, Mm -hmm. like filling out all these freaking job applications and then like going to work where my job is so different than a, it's different than what I want to be doing and B it's different than what it has been the past six months. I just feel like my life is just like kind of all over the place right now. So I really enjoyed like coming home and just like turning on Dawson's Creek. Um, And I, I write a newsletter. I, if you want to get it, you can subscribe. uh, (laughs) But I write just a weekly newsletter and it's just like kind of a roundup of stuff that's been on my blog, but I write a little like, I don't know. I don't want to call it an essay that I don't put anywhere else. It's exclusive to the newsletter. And it's usually just like about something that's on my mind. And when I've been watching Dawson's Creek, I just did a little light Googling about nostalgia. And I realized that I turned to a lot of like nostalgic things during the pandemic. And I, in doing a little Googling, I saw that a lot of times people turn to things uh-huh. in the past, like when 
times are tough. And it's crazy because originally this like Swiss doctor, I think it was like in the 1800s, he created the term nostalgia and it was a mental illness. Like he would diagnose soldiers who were feeling homesick with this illness called nostalgia because oh my God. yeah, because NOST is like the Swiss meaning of home. But I guess during the pandemic, there were all these articles about how other people were like turning to nostalgic things to get through. And a lot of psychologists and stuff were saying like, this is, it's good for the brain to like, remember when times were good. The problem is like, can you pull yourself like out of that and like get back to reality or whatever? Yeah. But anyway, so I had my little like stint with Dawson's Creek and during this time of watching it, I, I listen to Sirius radio every day. Like I have the app on my phone. So I listen to certain shows every day. And when you listen to shows, they'll tell you like stuff that's going on on other channels. And when I was listening, I think it was like two weeks ago, they were like, hear Dave Matthews perform live on the Dave Matthews band channel. And I was like, what? I used to be so freaking obsessed with Dave Matthews. Like I loved him prior to John Mayer. And I was like, okay, okay. I'm going to listen to that. So doing, listening to like concerts on Sirius is something I've done since the pandemic. Prior to that, I probably would have never done that. Sure. Um, but it's so much fun to like turn on a concert and just be like drinking at home or just chilling or whatever. Mm. And so I turned on this Dave Matthews concert and they like were interviewing fans beforehand. They interviewed Dave Matthews beforehand and then they just played him. It was just him solo up there singing. And of course he was singing like songs from the nineties, early two thousands, whatever. I just had a time on my patio I'm a little drinky. It was like two and a half hour concert that I sat out there and listened to. And I was like, this That's is cool. the best. That's really great. Um, I love that. Yeah. So do I hear you saying make America great again? Is that what? Oh my gosh. That's uh, good though. That's very cool. I'm glad you got to enjoy that concert. I never thought about it like that, like like a live concert and you just like sit down on your patio. It's cool. Well, since you are a customer of our guest this week, I'll let you tee them up. Yeah. So we are talking with the owners of Austin Cat Sitters. And I have a note here because just this last week, they actually won. They were one of the winners of the Austin Chronicles Best of Austin 2023. So, yay! Congrats! So awesome. They obviously are have a cat sitting business. Um, I came across them literally just by googling. I think I googled Austin cat sitters because I was just looking for something. Oh, funny! Yeah. Um, not knowing that that was like the actual name. I just um, because it's like I've had you watch Blanche. I have had someone from. I cannot even remember the name of what's the other app. What's that Rover. app? Rover. Rover. Yes. Mm -hmm. I had someone from Rover. It was someone I knew personally, but I, you know, 
paid her through Rover. Watch Blanche, but it's like my anxiety around Blanche is just so much. And Blanche also like has such specific needs. Luckily, not like medically necessarily, but she just needs like regularity and she freaks out over like the littlest things. I had like a initial call with them and just all of the things that they do, like they approach cat sitting from such a methodical way that it's like, they know like all the stuff I was telling them about myself and about Blanche, they were like, yeah, that's pretty much all of our clientele. It's like Mm -hmm. all of their clientele are people who worry, you know, when they're away. Um, And they do have the capacity to administer medical like whether it's medicine or injections or whatever so hopefully Blanche will never need that but if she does like they are equipped to do that and they just they provide so many photos like it's like they just think of stuff that I wouldn't even think of and it helps so much um so I've used them now for almost two years So I was thrilled when they agreed to come on the podcast because I was really curious about how they came up with the business and how they hire pet sitters because it is two owners, two partners, but they have a full staff of sitters. Mm -hmm. So honestly, I feel like our conversation with them was so much more than what I expected. Like there's a literal psychology behind everything they do, which is, I mean, it makes total sense, but I was just blown away. One of them is a psychologist. I know, yeah. So it's just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was a very fascinating conversation. Um, very impressive how they've structured this business um, and the success that they've had. I'm not surprised, you know. You know, it's like childcare, right? Like, it. it yeah. these are our children. So we need people that actually give a shit to do these kind of things and i'm in awe i guess for lack of i know <laughs> it's just a really good episode I was, I was editing it right before this and just the way that they've structured their business and like you said the things that they've thought about and put into it and put in like the different structures and how they've you know kind of made it seamless regardless of who your caretaker is you know for your cat it may not be the same person every mm-hmm. day but your cat will get the same care phenomenal so i'm really i'm just so glad that they agreed to come on because that is one of the things about this podcast is like some of these businesses like you know we both may not know personally but like this is one that i've used and i love that i love it so much like it's it's changed my life because i i just get so much anxiety and not just about blanche i just get anxiety about my apartment Right. Yeah. 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 Cause it's, it's like house sitting in a sense too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm excited that they're on. Me too. Well, everyone enjoy uh, whether you have kitties or not, it's good to hear um, about pet sitters in general and just what you can expect from a good pet sitter, you know, regardless of the animal that you have. Yeah. Here they come. Hello. Hello. Doing all right. So that that's a real background behind you, yeah. 
that's our wallpaper in our dining room yeah I love it at first I was like what a cool virtual background I was like no that's real no that's real we went I love it wallpaper when we were designing our house so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of crazy wallpaper in this house Mm -hmm. this is wallpaper as well (laughs) (laughs) wallpaper has made a resurgence in a good way Oh, yes. We had a friend actually reach out to us and was asking us our our experience with wallpapering and all sorts of things and references. And we basically told her, like, don't don't think that you can do it yourself. If you're going to get good wallpaper, hire someone to do it for you. Because for like, sure. Whatever, it's no big deal. Like, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> it is a big deal. Yeah, this was a pain. And like looking back on it now. You know, for people listening, if you have textured walls, <laughs> definitely hire someone to put the wallpaper on because this is textured. So now it has like, you know, bubbles and some sometimes it kind of like starts to come off um, for, you know, studio purposes. It's fine. And you can't really tell, obviously, but <laughs> it gets on my nerves. So, well, thanks for joining us, y'all. Um, Evelyn and Vox is, is I'm assuming Vox is Vanessa. Yeah, that's my Okay. <laughs> So Vox is what you go by? Yes. Cool. Got it. We'll update it in the doc. Holly is a customer of y'all's, which is yes. how we got in touch. Oh, who's <laughs> so, behind you? Somebody just went by. That's Stella. That's one of my dogs. Oh. <laughs> we have two dogs and a cat. I, I was going to say, like, all of us are cat owners. This is the first time we go mm-hmm. into a podcast knowing we're all cat people. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Yes, the cats came first for me. The dogs came with my partner, now husband. Uh, so, <laughs> but I've, I've learned to love dogs, but I didn't grow up with dogs. I always grew up with cats. Ah, well, blended family, yeah. lovely too. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, well, thanks so much for joining us. I know that you are busy, and I appreciate you taking out the time. And plus, the happy hour part because Derek and I like to drink. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Derek, you're poor. <laughs> <laughs> this is look I this is this always looks really big but it's a 10 ounce glass so uh-huh. <laughs> we know it that. has it has measurements on the glass <laughs> well are y'all partaking in the happy hour today not yet um i'm working it is early yeah, yeah. yeah. Slow yeah. i was gonna say it's a slow morning but it is two o'clock so <laughs> get there yeah this is like the i think the earliest we've recorded um i actually mm. have to work after so i decided to stay sober for this episode and i'm having a pineapple kombucha though i tried to make it something delicious oh, fun. I mean, technically isn't there still alcohol in kombucha yeah i guess it i mean it is fermented so it'll it'll give me a healthy buzz. Let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> Today is my Friday off, so I have a I have a day job, and we have every other Friday off. So I'm enjoying my Friday off with my wine. Wonderful. I, I support that completely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, my wine today, so like the, the running joke is that I always drink red wine. Holly will be fancy and come up with cute cocktails and stuff. And like I tried, but I'm just such a red wine drinker. So I was like, I'll just do a different one every time and total what I think about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, so today we have Oyster Bay. I don't know if you can see uh, it. Yeah. Well. It's a New Zealand wine. And I don't think I'd ever had or heard of a New Zealand wine. And I actually really like it. I think they have a white wine. I feel like I've had Oyster Bay white. 
I feel like they're okay. a repriced wine. That yep. you it is. Many of bottles. Yep. <laughs> Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did they sell it at Trader Joe's? Okay. I, I got like- a total wine. There you go. Yeah. yeah, I, think, yeah. I think New Zealand has like a good um, terrain for being fancy, a good terrain for wine grapes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll have to add that to a bucket list trip because if, if if wine is the center of any trip, then I'm happy. And I've never <laughs> thought about going to New Zealand, but now I am. So I've had a few of those trips. I support that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's kick it off. Um, I would just love to hear, you know, y'all's story. I know um, Holly had something in here about Hank the Cat, who I don't even know who that is, but I'm oh, I'm excited to hear about it. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm coming in pretty ignorant. So other than y'all's website, which is really nice. So I would just love to hear, you know, where did, how did Austin Cat Sitters get started and, and y'all's journey in that regard? Yeah. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> No, we, um, so we didn't, we didn't mean to, I think is actually the the best here. um, Evelyn and I both have other careers. um, And when we moved to Texas, well, you were working, but I had a lull in waiting for my license to transfer over. Um, So I had to wait for the state of Texas to kind of approve me and say, I'm okay to work. Um, and as I was creating kind of my own website and trying to figure out what I wanted to do for that, I started buying a bunch of domains that had Austin in them. And mm-hmm. one of them was Austin Cat Sitters, which we just thought was really funny. Um, mm-hmm. Our first website was a free one off of GoDaddy. My tagline was quality care for when you're not there. And all of a sudden people started calling us. <laughs> calling us and calling us and I remember just kind of looking at Evelyn and just being like you want to be a cat sitter (laughs) (laughs) and it was it was like it was good side money um it was good side money uh when we had moved without uh any friends or family so we didn't have any support for taking care of our kitties and so when we needed to travel all of a sudden we didn't have the friends that we had previously Mm -hmm. used before we moved here to just tap and be like hey can we pay you off with a bottle of wine coming in and just say hi to the cat dump some dry food and and head on out that kind of thing so we had started playing in in the world of what it meant to be a pet sitter um and trying to find one for ourselves and we're a little frustrated with the we had elderly cats too our Mm -hmm. our cats were very old and very Mm. decrepit kitties they needed they needed um a little bit more attention Mm -hmm. um because they were just very fragile so yeah yeah. yeah. So yeah, we just we we found a pet sitter um, the time that we needed it, but we had found that the the websites were not very impressive. We found mm-hmm. that a lot of the pet sitters, which um, were in Austin, understandably, were very dog focused because it is mm-hmm. a dog friendly city. Everywhere you go, you visibly see everyone with dogs because they're at every bar patio, they're at every restaurant patio. There's so much green space in Austin that they're just everywhere. The weather's great, but lo and behold. There are a lot of cats mm-hmm. hidden away in mm-hmm. houses that you don't see. Um, so we fell into an, a niche unknowingly and just it took off. <laughs> kept going with it. <laughs> when was that? Like what year did y'all start like officially start Austin Cat Sitter? Some people start calling. 
2015. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you've been going at it for a while. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I bet that was um, good for people during COVID too. You know, like once people start traveling again to be able to tap into that. Yeah. We had a big, a big boom. It was actually strange because we were kind of the barometer of our people traveling again or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. we had to pretty much shut down operations and and really go kind of bare bones, bare minimum throughout COVID um, just because we didn't have the work. Nobody was going anywhere. But then yeah. we started having individuals who were, when we were kind of starting to open up again, everybody was like, okay, now I'm going to go see my family. And it was like, cool, mm. see your family. <laughs> um, we also started getting everybody's story about where they were going, why they were going, who they were going to see, how they were like, we were on the phone sometimes with people for an hour. Oh my gosh. We're just going to watch your kitty. Like, you know, like, but now I know all about your grandma. Some people felt like they had to defend why they were traveling. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. Early on when it was, it was very not kosher in the world. Yeah. Traveling, um, definitely we saw big upticks in the numbers of people who were requesting visits on weekends as they started to discover the ability to go to an Airbnb for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Let's get out of our house kind of thing. And that felt safe. Um, but we would absolutely hear people say, you know, oh, can you come check my kitty? I'm, I'm doing it because, oh, 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 it's okay, it's okay. And they would give all of these reasons and, and try to explain it as, as though they had to make it okay that they were traveling during the pandemic. And, and of course- Look at Austinites and making sure you don't think they're a Trumper and uh, that you're going right. like, to treat their cats differently because of it. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Oh, we yes. treat all I cats Regardless of who their parents voted for. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the cat's fault. It's not the cat's fault. We will pet them and love them them equally. I love that. That's so funny. Um, I mean, not to make assumptions here, but I'm I'm taking it that you two are together romantically, yes. Okay. Yes. Most times, yeah. we we are married we are married we've been together for too long um yeah 13 years so okay cool congrats that's awesome long time. yeah i love that so i was gonna say who is hank the cat that was your cat yeah hank was my first cat uh in like my first adult kind of relationship my first I ended up getting this cat who came to me as a tiny little kitten and turned out to be this big behemoth of a big dum-dum. Um, he really was not smart. He was I, I really love <laughs> cats that really don't have a lot of brains. Yeah. Um, have another one. We have another one right now. His name is Banana. He is probably dumber than any cat I've ever met. <laughs> Um, but they're soft spot, you know, I have a soft spot yeah. and cats. And so Hank was a kitty and I had Hank. And when Evelyn and I started dating, she had had quarterly and they were pretty like matching cats. They were both gray and white tuxedo cats. Um, and we bonded over that when we were dating and then we moved in together. Just other things, of course. <laughs> Hank ended up having kidney disease. So he needed oh. to get subcutaneous fluids. Um, and what was also funny about that was that when we had found out, because he was really sick, um, and we brought him to MSPCA. Yeah. Yeah. We brought him there and they were 
they were like, can we do an article on him? And I was like, sure. And they did this little write up on him with his picture and everything. And they called him what chunky or chubby. Yes. I don't remember. But I was like, oh my boy. <laughs> <laughs> but poor Hank was he was real sick and he actually he couldn't come to Texas so we ended up having to put him down a few more days a few days before we ended up moving to Texas just because it would have been inhumane to try and yeah really wasn't doing well yeah so when we started this business and we needed a logo I put my very good artistic work (laughs) (laughs) that if I try to draw a dog it's God, if I try to dog draw a pig, it's gonna look like <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that's, that's the of my art. <laughs> I love it. I think it's so cute. Um, it's the only thing I can draw. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that when when Vox draws me, I don't have ears or a tail. So no, it's just like a round okay. a smile. <laughs> we again, this was a very from the ground um mm-hmm. operation and we weren't mm-hmm. but we didn't put a lot of money into it in the very beginning because we didn't, we didn't, we weren't trying. Um, so drawing this little logo and I was like, well, well, this is fine. This is perfect. So it kind of memorializes Hank. It is our logo. And so that's, that's kind of the, <laughs> the story of Hank. <laughs> that's so sweet. I love it. Thank you for sharing. I think you guys, you guys said that you have other careers and I'm just curious, like what else you all do? College degree and original profession was an an American Sign Language interpreter, um, which I still am. Uh, Technically, I don't do it full time um, because this business took over most of my hours of the day for a good and long while. Um, That is my original profession. And then I'm a psychotherapist. Um, Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I still I don't do a lot of counseling anymore. I still have people that I see in Massachusetts, I see people here in Texas, and then I also am a supervisor as well, but I'm kind of not doing that as much either, kind of just focusing on cat stuff, so. Mm, It was interesting building this, building Austin Cat Sitters from the ground up, not having any history in pet sitting and kind of doing it, as we've realized is as the the job has really become a little bit more professional, um, what's going Mm. on here in the pet sitting world, and, We've realized through it how much we've of lessons that we've learned of um, from being independent business owners because we were working for ourselves. Um, so we were already self-employed taking those lessons. Um, there's a lot of ethics that oversee both of our professions that we applied um, within this. So as well as being small business owners and really feeling very tied to being a small business owner, personally, I already was kind of a avoid the, the corporate as much as possible, even though it's impossible um, type of a shopper and type of person. Um, we've had a lot of things that we've applied to our business, which we think <laughs> have really helped it, it grow and thrive um, in its in its way of being at this point. It was all cat focused at the beginning. Go figure. Everything was about the kitties. Take care of the kitties. How can we grow this and do this thing to take care of the kitties the best that we can? And then we got people working for us. So then all of a sudden it was, oh, we have to take care of our people. How do we take care of our people to make sure their people take care of the kitties the best that we can? Right. So um, it's been a very interesting eight-ish something years. Yeah. 
I saw that whenever I was perusing the website that y'all have managers and obviously pet sitters. How big is your team? Because that's that's amazing. I love to hear that. Uh, I don't know the exact numbers at the moment. Sure. Double check. Um, our website isn't completely updated because um, we're always in flux of, uh-huh. of an operations manager as well. At this point, we have so we have James as our operations manager, four managers currently. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been upwards of six. Um, that kind of fluxes um, given all the things. Um, we are not immune to the mess that is the <laughs> the world of hiring and firing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm in recruiting in my day job. So, yes, I understand. <laughs> we have it, like employees that are cat sitters, that that is their main job. They are W 2 employees. So, they get cool. insurance and time off. And we can't really offer too, too much, but that's kind of what yeah. they have mm-hmm. priority when we were scheduling. And then we have a bunch of contractors too. So, mm-hmm. I, I would say maybe 40. People nice. A little less right now. Yeah. Kind of in the with January and February, we have a big boom for Christmas, and then January and February, of course, slimmed down, and we're starting to gear up again. Um, because springtime and summertime, so mm. we'll probably end up taking on more people mm-hmm. um, throughout the summer. So yeah, yeah. Very cool. Wow. I love that. Congrats. I'm so glad to hear it's going well. But we love to hear that. You know, a lot of times we, whenever we're talking to small business owners, like me, I'm like a year and a half into opening the studio. So I'm still in that like struggle phase, you know? Um, so it's nice to hear you know, people that are, that are out of that phase and doing well, you know, it, it gives people hope, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it, it began, luckily for us, I've looked back and realized that if we had quit our jobs to become pet sitters, right. we would have starved. Um, yeah. As it just, it took too much. Um, we also, at the same time, I'll say we didn't aggressively try to become a, a cat sitting business at the beginning. Yeah. We just kind of put it out there and let people call us as they happen to mm-hmm. find us, um, as opposed to doing the things that you can do as a pet sitter to, to gather clients. Um, but if we had just kind of let people come at us, we would have starved. So we, yeah. we were lucky in that sense that we had our professions to fall back on so that we could feed ourselves and our cats, um, and do all the, the financial things you have to do while letting it grow. And then, uh, then it just took over our lives for a while. <laughs> <laughs> As it does. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize how, how much running a business will take over your life, you know, and, you know, of course it's worth it because you're, you're passionate about it and you know what you're doing is important, but respect because it, it, it's consuming, you know? Um, yeah, for sure. It's a wild ride for sure. Yep. And especially yeah. that's open every single day, 7 right. a.m. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Not close. Even when there's snow apocalypse. Very true. Yeah. That's wild. I do love that. I was curious about the ASL thing. Cause I know just ASL because I'm always about accessibility. You know, that's a big mission at our studio. So I love to see, you know, other businesses making accessibility um, top of mind, you know, that, that I think that speaks volumes. Yeah. Um, we, we are obviously aware of it because of my profession. Yeah. So we've yeah. had um, a couple of deaf sitters um, who've worked with us in the past. We don't cool. have at the moment. Um, one was absolutely phenomenal and we just, we loved working with her and it was always kind of this 
um, this inside kind of joke within the managers of the 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 sitters who are dealing with the the difficult spicy kitties would react so strongly to the hissing and the audio cues from the cat and the deaf sitter would be like whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're angry with me but I, we're gonna get you fed kitty yeah we are <laughs> it was just so hardcore I, we loved her we loved her and then she ended up moving away so oh <laughs> Holly, for so Holly's cat's name is Blanche. Holly, do you have the same sitter for Blanche every time that you hire a cat sitter? Right. I was going to say, I was going to, because I do want to talk about some of the specifics of the business, because that is like, I cannot say enough how much Austin cat sitters has like changed my life for the better. Like, I mean that in every, like, it's insane, but like, (laughs) I I don't know if people listening, like quite understand, like for me personally, anyway, like I've, I've had friends like come watch my cat, but like, I me I suffer from anxiety so much and it's more than just about my cat even though I do have a ton of anxiety like about caring for my cat yeah Um, but it's like when I'm away I worry so much just about my house and you know I think like I'm on a trip and I'm like oh my god what if someone breaks in what if something happens all this and so it's like I don't want to bother a friend with that you know like Hey, did you go by today? Did someone break in? Like, they're going to be like, you are psycho. (laughs) Like someone is coming in. And I think like, I would love to hear from you all, like what you think or what, what kind of, because it, it's clear to me that you have certain kind of rules and regulations that make the business stand out from others. And that's why I love it so much. Um, I know for me, like it's the consistency and care in that it isn't always the same pet sitter. Um, Anna comes a lot and I always check and see like, who's coming to see Blanche today. Cause I'll tell her when I leave, I'm like, Anna's going to come. And I can tell the pet sitter's personality in the messages that they leave, like, and what they do with Blanche, like one Anna in particular, like there are days when Blanche doesn't want to come out from under the bed and she'll be like, I just laid on the floor and we listened to Harry Styles new album. I'm like, I love you. That sounds like Anna. (laughs) Yeah. So I would just love to hear like some of those things that make Austin cat sitters unique from other businesses or other pet sitters. Well, first off, you're not crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Your level of anxiety is quite common. Yep. So know that Um, we deal, we deal with that a lot. So within our clients uh, for sure. Yeah. So when we were kind of designing this business, a lot of what we pulled from was the documentation that I have used in my practice. And I have worked in different kinds of therapy settings. I mean, I've been doing uh, like mental health work for about 20 years. So pulling documentation so that we were always kind of giving very complete and complex reports um, and that we were making sure that the documentation was also matching the photos that we had just so that people could kind of reduce of being like we have a full food, uh, an empty food bowl, and then we have a full food bowl. And so you can see how much your cat was eating. You can see that we refilled it. So you don't have to worry about that every time. So that was just one thing. 
we had a team meeting one time and we had a hour long discussion of should we show the dirty litter box? Because we were like, we don't really want to take pictures of cat poop. But at the same point, we were like, I think people need to to know. They need to see the the before and the after so that they know that their cat is using the box and that we have cleaned the box, you know, and there can be a lag of time between when we show up and then when the next, like when you come home, like there could be a bunch of hours. So if you came home and it was very dirty, you know, you'd be like, oh no, what's going on here? Why didn't you clean the box? But if you go back and you look at our documentation, you can say, oh no, oh no, it was clean. There's something else going on here with the kitty. Um, Blanche had a litter fest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have seen things too. We have seen things. Yeah. <laughs> Blanche took all the toilet paper off the roll while I was on my last trip and there was clear documentation of this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I so we, I mean, we did visits from the very beginning. Yeah. So we've done them um, throughout the years. Uh, we've been there, done that and experienced it. And of course, seen all the photos as well. So yeah, yeah. paper towels, shredded paper, shredded every, like anything you can imagine is just, it's kitties get bored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happen. I mean, I think we also like we've learned a lot over the mm-hmm. years, um, but it, it is really documentation. We also knew that like when we started hiring individuals to come work with us, that everybody's going to have their own style. Everybody's going to have their own kind of feel. It takes the right type of person to be a professional cat sitter because cats are finicky. They're not like dogs. You can't yeah. come in super high energy and everything. You Sometimes you have to make a slow approach. You have to really kind of give the cat the space if they need the space. Um, you have to be willing to go find the Heidi cats that are hiding someplace, which are usually just glowing eyes in a closet. You know, we also needed people that were going to be able to um, kind of follow the documentation because we weren't able to send the same sitter every day. Absolutely not. <laughs> we knew that if we were going to try and invest in good people, that they were going to need to work the job kind of regular hours have days off. Um, we had, when we first started, people were working and they would go 14, 15 days without a day off. And we we're like, we can't do this anymore. Like oh, wow. health is, you know, contractors were just kind of just doing whatever they yeah. their mental yeah. health is important to us. Mm-hmm. And we were like, no, you need days off. You need the ability to de- just disconnect. disconnect from work. Um, you need to feel supported you need to know that you're not alone, even though you are kind of doing this job autonomously, that there is a team that's supporting you and behind mm-hmm. you. So we really just kind of went at it with a big team approach too. Yeah. And we, like Evelyn said, we've had some weird <laughs> things happen. <laughs> um, some very weird things happen when you go into other people's homes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. No. Um, so we just make sure that, you know, our team is connected and our managers are on the entire time. There's multiple managers usually, and then we have the operations manager, and then they always have contact to us. So they're letting us know when they start their day. They're letting us know if something gets behind. They're letting us know the, the paper towel roll. They will let the managers know. They'll just be like, hey, this might be a few minutes because... I walked in and, you know, the kitty knocked over a plant or, you know, whatever. And the face off the shelf or uh, yeah. Yeah. constant communication. <laughs> like that. So 
But yeah, so the the I would say the the distinguishing points between us and and other pet sitters is the team approach um, to start uh, <clears throat> because we're not a single person um, in which everything is relied on that one person to show up every single time. Yeah. Um, not that that's wrong or bad. It's just a different approach. I personally don't know how those individual sitters do it. Um, mm-hmm. they wake up and have a flat tire. They're sick. Um, they want to go on vacation. I don't. They, they do things that are magical to make the visits happen. I don't know. For us, because we've got a team, it does allow our sitters to have days off. It allows them to have um, vacations, which is super important. It also allows um, us to flex in case of an emergency with a sitter. Mm-hmm. You wake up, you're sick, your kid's sick, your tire's flat, battery dies, car, car accident. All of these things have happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're able to cover. We don't miss visits is, yeah. is kind of the, the big thing that happens so that the clients with their anxiety have this feeling of it doesn't matter which sitter shows up. They're going to do the same basic tasks. Mm-hmm. They're going to love on my kitty the way that my kitty says that they want to get loved up on or not. And that if something goes wrong within the team or something goes haywire, the managers are there. So yeah they're going to make sure that everything happens. Um, and most likely the clients are going to hear about it. If things are running late or running overtime or whatnot, um, otherwise we're just going to make it happen. Yep. Um, so the team approach is super, super big. Um, communication. Communication is big. So the, the sitters are not stuck trying to figure out the world on their own as well. Um, a, an example being I, we had a sitter who had never flipped breaker box. Oh, yeah. They had never experienced oh. go to the breaker boxes, power blue in a house. And somehow in their life, they didn't know how to go. Do that. <laughs> yeah. so they were able to text the manager and go, what? And the manager was able to talk them through how to find the panel, flip a thing. Voila. Yeah. Clients flip the breaker done. Right. Take that on beyond your wildest imagination to other examples of how that sure. managers are there to support them. And sometimes it's just the managers um, texting them after they see, because the managers see every end of visit report, just texting the sitters being like, Hey, you just got a photo of Blanche. That is so freaking cute. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, that, um, that excitement. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, it's, it's the, the team approach. We do very, very much from the other pet sitters that are out there, even the other teams that we don't guarantee it's the same sitter because it's impossible. Um, yeah. and they're all cat people, <laughs> yeah. cat people yeah. through and through, um, they're an interesting group of humans and yeah. we love them all. <laughs> I think, uh, I know for me, the thing that I really appreciate about Austin cat sitters is that you all have, I guess, a policy that there are eyes on the cat before they leave. So I have to get a picture of, you know, even if Blanche is under the bed, I get a picture of her there so I can physically like see that she's okay. She's alive. Um, Because I had a, a previous pet sitter that I hired from, Rover, which we have a question about Rover, but which I loved her, but she showed up one time and Blanche, who is, loves to play games, um, was hiding. And what I think she was watching the pet sitter look for her. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> never found her. The pet sitter never found Blanche. And so the pet sitter was then texting me going, do you think she got out somehow? And yeah, that set my anxiety through the roof. Yeah. I was like, yeah. no, I don't. But do I? <laughs> right. 
Like I lost oh, you my get a camera. <laughs> I'm gonna suggest you get a camera. Yeah. Get a camera in your house. I we lost my mind. Get it. Our clients get a get a camera. That way you can log in every once in a while. And I mean, you can get the ones you talk through, so you can tell Blanche like it's okay, baby. I'm coming yeah. home tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, that's a good idea. Wait, we don't. I just thought about. We don't have a camera. Holly is our pet sitter, though. Whenever I'm out of town, so yeah. we, they're always in good hands. <laughs> but yeah, that, I love that. Um, and I also love getting the, of course, getting the pictures and the report of how everything went. That's yeah. And we do have we have tricks too because there are some kitties that are complete Houdinis. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. We will search high and low. We have been called in a couple different times where like I've had to go and try and search for a kitty. The kitty that we had three sitters there and myself and the kitty was actually in the middle of the floor wrapped up in a blanket. And I just so happened because we we toss the place trying to figure out where this cat was. And I just happened to turn around and like poke the blanket. And as I poked it, it went. <laughs> I was like, "You've been here the whole time." But, um, we have other we have other tips and tricks of mm-hmm. you know again when we take pictures of the litter box and the food you know if somebody doesn't have a camera and we haven't been able to see the cat but we know that the food has been eaten and the litter box has been used we're like okay they're just really good at hiding they don't yeah. see us very often mm-hmm. um, we know the secret spots. And yeah. we usually will ask for more time if it's been like a couple days and, um, you know, the food and the litter has been used. But if we haven't actually got eyes on the cat, you yep. know, document, we contact document, and document. we, we use, sometimes ask, like, do you want us to really hunt? Because we'll hunt. Like, we will be underneath your couch and we will be like with phones behind the stove just taking pictures because you just <laughs> see glowy eyes. So, like, yeah. you just please be there. <laughs> um, but... Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's wild yep. <laughs> and, and the whole time um we're we're communicating with a with a clients so we have um i mean basically everything that we we do has been in response to lessons learned or feedback from either the sitters or the clients yeah. and and so that i think has been really big for us as well it's just constantly feeling that feedback of of what can we do what can we adapt what can we change to make this better for everyone uh the managers are trying to do the customer service kind of end of the 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 work and so they're working with the clients and gathering the information so that the sitters have everything that they need in order to just log into their phone and be like okay Hey, I'm here to see Blanche. Blanche gets this food, this water, this, and they just get right through it so they can do all the tasks to have the rest of the time um, to either have staring competitions or hide and seek games or just straight up pets and snuggles, um, whatever it might be. Um, and so it's we've we've the fields that the clients are filling out on their online profiles. Um, some of them are quite obvious, and sometimes um, they're ones that aren't quite obvious. And that's from lessons learned on our end of the things that we're asking. Um, and also because sometimes clients will tell us, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," they get dry food, but we know that that's not clear information. Where is the dry food? Where do they eat? Right. How much dry food? All of those things. So um, we. Really really like those details. We like the the clients have the ownership of their information of the scheduling through the, Oh, wait, there she is. There she Our is. Distractions. <laughs> She she does not usually show up in our in our podcast. She knew oh, that we were talking about, about me. <laughs> she knew it. Names? Do I get a treat? Um, 
much. I love uh, it. But yeah, so we've we've built in a lot of of uh, the information, the the whole thing, um, and it's sometimes it's not apparent to the clients of the things that we've done on the back end because it's more focused on the sitters. Um, so as Vox was saying, if we don't usually come in with a high energy that you might do with the dog, we're all cat people. We know most likely we're going to have a successful visit if we come in with a. The, the quieter energy, let the kitty approach, especially if it's a new kitty to us. Um, but we have ways of, of noting for the sitters. Um, if we have a kitty who's an especially shy kitty or one who's shown more aggressive tendencies, mm-hmm. um, we just had a new client contact us was very wary because they have a, a known aggressive kitty. And mm-hmm. so we able to respond of we've, we have a number of very aggressive kitties that we still have successful mm-hmm. visits and it's not a cat on our lap, just all snuggles and purrs, but it's still a successful visit. Cause we're able to get in there, food, water, litter box, kitty is found. Kitty stays on the other side of the room. Sitter does not get scratched or bit or tapped. <laughs> Basics happen. Get in, get out. <laughs> we're good. And so and there's we're we're there to do what we need to to take care um of the kitties and what the way that they want to. So it's all just kind of it's it's constantly in flux. Um as Holly, you've seen like things have changed over the years of what's included in the the mess and or visit reports, um, the number of photos that get sent back have become numerous. We <laughs> call good business acumen. I love it. That's awesome. We Holly did mention that we were curious about rubber.com. So I feel like that's probably the most common thing that people think of whenever they think of pet sitting. And it actually annoyed me earlier because whenever I went to go Google and find your website, of course, the Rover ad is the first thing that showed up. Even though I typed in Austin Cat Sitters, yeah. Rover's the first thing that came up. And it said Austin Cat Sitters in the Rover ad. I was yeah. like, wait, they're not a Rover affiliate. And then I was like, no, that's just... No. capitalism that is, so. funny. <laughs> that is funny money money well spent yeah. <laughs> rover wag and meow tell is the other okay one. yeah so meow tell is the that. new, uh, that's the cat specific one that's come up in the last bunch of years but it's the same concept of rover and wag of the full gig economy is exactly the same as lyft and uber of uh, none right. of these people actually work for a business they're all independent contractors yeah. for themselves yeah. and just signing on to that that website which connects it with people who are looking for that service is is what those all are yeah 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 it got on my nerves whenever they popped up first whenever i was trying to find y'all because i know yeah i mean i know how annoying it can be you know because i've i've been working on my seo and stuff um so I was curious, like, what is y'all's marketing plan or marketing strategy, I guess? Uh, we don't. <laughs> you don't have one. I, I love it that you don't have to have one. That's great. Um, As Holly said, so I, loves us, tells everyone. Uh, I mean, so when I, when I, when I purchased Austin Cat Sitters, it was just so simple. Yeah. Um, and we kept it so simple on purpose. And we really just kind of, utilize people's reviews on Yelp and Google. Um, I think Facebook too. Um, Next door. We don't usually, um, we don't ask, we don't really pay for advertising. Um, recently our team, some of our managers have wanted to get into kind of boosting our Facebook stuff and our Instagram, which we are like, have at it. We don't know anything about that. We don't know how to do that. Like, I mean, I made that logo. That's it. That's as far as 
Yeah. That is, yeah. Quickly tap out when tapping out is due, and social media is like, I mean, TikTok. I don't know what that is. So yeah, um, that's the, that's. I make different. a TikTok about us, and I'm like, great. How do I share it? I how do I look at? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, figured out how. Yeah. So we uh, we've just recently handed over our social media accounts to our our managers, which is cool. Um, cool. And I we don't have much of a budget for that. We just really are just kind of word of mouth and guerrilla mm-hmm. tactics of leaving our little stickers in different places. Um, chatting with people, uh, wearing, you know, wearing the shirts, yeah, just kind of mm-hmm. be, just kind of being out in the world. Um, so as far as marketing, we, we really don't, we just, we go to different, um, events here and there sometimes mm-hmm. to represent just the cat people. Um, and it's really fun. I think like, Usually if we go to an event, we see our clients mm-hmm. and our clients will come up to us and be like, you take care of my kitty. And then we go, yeah. your kitty's name. And then they tell us. And for whatever reason, I mean, we have five, 6,000 customers at this point. So like we were like, oh my God, that kitty. We yeah. <laughs> like, just kind of funny. Yeah. Um but I think it's just our connection with people is, yeah. is kind of where it is. Yeah, we, we know the cats by the, the clients by the cat name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. That's easier. Yeah. Like, uh, until you're like, my cat's Blanche. And we're like, oh, oh Blanche. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually very strange because for a long time we would go out to a bar or something. And so Evelyn, oh Evelyn in the very beginning did all of the um the meet and greets. In person. So we would actually drive to the person's house and do the meet and greet. And so we would be like getting on a plane or we'd be at a bar and Costco people would, (laughs) people would like come up and they'd be kind of like lurking. And then they'd be like, the cat lady and she'd be like, Oh my God. And so Uh we famous. I was like, wow. It's like, what is happening to us? And of course, we were pretty new to Austin and we were just like, what is this place? That's <laughs> like, great. What have we become? You guys moved uh, to like the stereotypically weirdest city to babysit cats. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We left yeah. our, like, our professional careers behind. And now I'm a yep. cat sitter. Yep. It's so funny. Yep. Oh, I, I support it. We have uh, gathered a good team behind us of other professionals yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, just as we're talking about small business stuff, so we uh, we were self employed, but very uh, niched into those uh, different professions um, that had some overlap. But definitely, we we have no experience with hiring. We had no experience with any of the, a lot of the financial stuff that comes along with employing people versus having to give them ten ninety nines at the end of the year um, and on and on. So we've. We've definitely gathered a lot of professionals on the back end who have helped guide us um, and keep us above board legally, financially. I'm curious about how you hire. Like, I I would imagine that both of your backgrounds kind of help, but like you obviously have to hire very specific types of people for this job. And I can't imagine that you would really know how someone is going to like be as a cat sitter. So how do you... How do you do that? So, I mean, over the years, we've actually gotten a very good feel Mm -hmm. from it. When we first started, 
it was bananas. <laughs> we were having, we would put out an ad on Craigslist or Indeed. Indeed or whatever. Yeah. And mm-hmm. get the most bizarre response. We still do. We still do. Yeah. Yeah. Like one one woman spoke cat and made her own cat potions. And <gasps> I was like, I was like, this woman needs to come in. I was like, we need to be this person. She wrote a book as she well. Wrote a book. She wrote a book about her experience being a cat in a different life. And I was like, I was like, I need to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) They've never happened. No. (laughs) (laughs) We can't hurt cats. (laughs) We've tightened up a lot of what our requirements are. So we are very formal in terms of what we're looking for. And if you were to find our Indeed postings, for being a cat sitter, it pretty much says absolutely everything that is expected. Yeah. Um, it's you, much more detail oriented than you need assumed. to be able to to work autonomously. You need to be able to be flexible, and you need to be able to be kind of a problem solver. Um, and so, it's an interesting job to kind of put out there. When we talk to people, we usually give them a little scenarios, and we kind of ask them what they would do figure out what their experience is with cats. For a long time, we were getting applications that just said, I like cats. And we're like, that's no longer an acceptable. (laughs) That is not a cover letter. That's not, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I like cats, bye. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we kind of, we really kind of made it into a professional, like if you were going to interview for any other job, you know, we, try to get them on the phone, see kind of how they are first. And then, you know, see what their writing skills are because we do ask Mm -hmm. for certain questions. When we used to do physical interviews, interviews, uh, we would give them kind of loose directions because a big part of this job is trying to figure out how to get into someplace. Not everybody just lives in a house. That's very easy. These apartment complexes are crazy. Um, yeah yeah no matter what happens how many times that we've been into the domain it is a challenge every time yeah yeah Yeah. but we also have training so whenever we are hiring a cat sitter they are actually going out with the managers and they're doing one-on-one trainings so we have a pretty extensive sitter manual that they have to read through and then we bring them out on different visits with us. And then we start them slow and kind of they're monitored. They're put into a trainee status, um, which means that all of their actions on the app are checked over by a manager to make sure that like, you know, their blurbs that they're writing are on par detailed oriented and have a little flair if they can. And mm-hmm. like, you know, um, just up to our expectations. So mm-hmm. once, once they get it, it's, it's usually smooth sailing from there, but you know, it's definitely not a kind of just throw you at it and say, okay, good luck. Yep. Um, there, we try to train them up as much as possible. So yeah. I will also say we do background check everybody. I was going to ask that. I was, that was, that was my next question. I, I figured about that. Everybody's yeah. background check before they step foot in anyone's house. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, before they're even hired. Before they're even hired, they're background checked. We, we also, um, the reason we have a lot of contact with them before they, they step foot in a client's house before they're, they're really through the whole process. We are very cognizant of a lot of people very feeling uncomfortable about, um, strangers. 
which is true. Mm -hmm. Um, We are strangers, strangers Mm -hmm. coming home. We are going into people's private homes. We are entrusted with an immense amount of responsibility to take care of their homes, the health and safety of their cats. It's not just making sure the cat has a half a can versus three quarters of a can. There's a lot more to it. And that's, that's a massive responsibility. Uh, Yeah. Background checks, absolutely, which covers a lot, but is also still limited. It used to be that uh, we interviewed everybody. And so everybody went through um, our feeling of who this person is. Um, That filter, it's now transferred to James and and the managers as they're working with onboarding. Um, as, As the sitters are onboarding, they're still being evaluated as to how we feel about them. And and the biggest question is, would we trust them in our homes with our cats? Mm -hmm. And if they don't get past that, then they are not part of our team, Um, which has absolutely happened through an interview process as I've, I've backed out of hiring people because I've just like, I don't want you in my house. Um, And our sitters take care of our cats when we are traveling as well. Anna has not been down to our house because Anna lives far north and we're farther south, but our south sitters do come and hang out um, with our banana um, and Zing who are around here somewhere. Um, But that is that is a big question that a lot of people bring up, understandably. And so we try to do everything we can to um, make them feel more comfortable and competent or not comfortable um, in that that understanding that, again, it's not the same sitter. And how do we get around that? Yeah. Well, we are at the hour mark, so we don't want to keep you too long. But is there anything that we haven't asked that you were like itching to talk about? (laughs) And that we ask a lot of questions. Uh, (laughs) Hashtag all the cats. Um. (laughs) Do you want us to give you like the quickest of our craziest? Because I think like those are. Yeah. I would love that. I want to pry too hard, but I would love that. Right. Um, I mean, in in the the many years that we've been doing it, we can spit out a couple of them. So we had a sitter, this is one of my favorite ones, who was going to visit an indoor-outdoor cat and walked in and got spooked, took a photo and sent it to the management team and was like, this is not a cat. And we were like, no, that is not a cat. It was a baby possum. (laughs) (laughs) So the baby possum had come through the doggy door and they were like, what do we do? We were like, I close the door. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like if he found his way in, hopefully he will find his way out. We were like, just don't feed him. Uh, the client. <laughs> yeah. They were coming home very soon. What do you get? Uh, I mean, you came in on a half of a squirrel. Yes. Not the half that you would think it was half down the middle. <laughs> and I was just like, it was a very not another indoor outdoor cat situation. And I was just like, what am I going to do? Like, I was like, I can't leave this here, but this is disturbing and (laughs) I've walked in and three giant fluffy cats in an apartment complex and I opened the door and all three giant cats were in the front of that door just staring at the ground and I was like what is going on here and there was a massive leak in the ceiling that was oh no and the cats were very entertained by the fact that it was of just course funking. So I ran and I got a big bowl and I put the big bowl on the ground, which now it was making a sound. And the cats were like, this is the best day ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had to run downstairs, talk to the apartment management and be like, no, this is this is really not good. Like yeah. that ceiling's coming down. Um, but we were able to fix that one. So. Yeah. 
Um, we've had, we walked in on gas leaks. Um, oh, wow. Very ill pets to not go to the really dark side of things. Yeah. And in his underwear. You've walked in on someone in their <laughs> shower. <laughs> what? Sometimes forget to tell us that um, they've gotten home early and they okay. don't know. And so we come in like, no, that's a human. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my goodness. Yeah. There, there was a clients left their, their door open. So we, I had a, a sitter call me one time and he uh, just said, you know, I arrived at the house and their back door is open and it was our first visit. And so we immediately called the clients and we're like, are you here? Are you still home? Cause sometimes they haven't left and haven't let us know. So they're still home. And, uh, Nobody was home. We could not get a hold of the clients. I called all the emergency contacts and nothing. And we ended up calling 911, assuming yeah. it was a break in because the sitter was not about to go walking in that house. And I yeah, safety first, do not go walking in that house in case there isn't actually a burglar in there at that moment. So the cops came, they checked it out, and somehow both cats were still inside. Thank God. But then we finally heard from the clients and they're like, oh, whoops, we just must have just not close the door behind us. Sure. Left. So that's panic levels. Safety uh, first. That's good though. Cause yeah. yeah, we've, we've had apartment complex manager or somebody in an apartment complex be extremely rude. We've had a number of different leasing agents be extremely rude. Oh, I'm sure. There's and one get to the point that he did everything he could to block us from getting in. Uh, we had a client on the phone who was calling the front desk being like, what are you doing? I like let them in the building. Yeah. And then finally he let us let the sitter in. And when the sitter had to come back, he had locked all the doors so that she couldn't get back into the office where she had to drop off a key. And then we had oh my God. thing again of getting the client to call the desk and be like, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what power trip you're on, but you need to let them back in. Yeah. That's, that's an egomaniac right there. Uh, Good God. Yeah. yeah. I know. Well, I've had cops follow me um, because sure. the apartments had oh. the apartment complex on uh, this one particular apartment complex had the same number for two different buildings like it was one side of the building and the other side of the building and they had the same number on the door so I was trying to get to the door and there was a person inside that apartment who never came to the door and just said hey what are you doing called the cops and then I realized like I have to go check this out the cops came and I was like well listen I'm late and I'm trying to work. So you're going to just have to follow me. I was like, you can do whatever you got to do. So then I walked into the right building with two police officers, like following behind me. And I was just like, okay, well, you're going to have to come in and just like, you know, I don't like, I don't know what you're doing, but like, you're can't <laughs> because I'm trying to be a cat sitter. <laughs> the cat is not going to like the cops. I was, I was like, it's obvious that I'm not dangerous. I'm just trying to give this guy some food. Like, that's just what I'm trying to do. <laughs> So please be on your way, sir. Um, it's, it's amazing how you can calm people down and really get things out of like leasing agents just being like, but yeah. cats, just let me, please just let me in. I got to feed a cat, man. It just yeah. softens people a lot. It's a weird job. <laughs> it's a weird job. That is so funny. I think one time I had like an issue with my AC and I had messaged the cat sitter like, can you just check and make sure it's not freezing in there? And I felt so bad. And now I don't. 
<laughs> yeah. And we are so happy to do any of that stuff. Like, because it's just household stuff. It's it's to make sure that you're comfortable and that your kitties are comfortable. I mean, yeah. And we've we've contacted clients back. I mean, Austin Weather can go from 90 to 50. And we've we've walked into houses and um people will have not turned the AC on and all of a sudden it's 90 outside. And we walk in and you know you're sweating. It's like 80 something degrees in the house and you're dying and you're like the poor cat. So we're immediately messaging clients of like, Hey, can, do you have the nest thing? Can you remotely change your AC? Cause it is hot in here or can I do it? Yep. Yeah. Um, I've actually, I was doing, I did what with a kitty and I went in one day and it was really warm and I checked the, the nest thermostat. It was an apartment and it's like, okay, well the temperature says it's right, but it is wall to wall windows, floor to ceiling. So I closed all the curtains knowing it was just sun, sun, sun. And I went back the next day and was like, uh, uh, it hot in here. And I was messaging the client, but I knew he was away, 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 away. And so finally, I think the, the third visit got a hold of him and he was able to call the apartment complex and it, something was wrong with the AC. Yeah. So okay. it was a good thing for, especially my comfort. No, yeah. <laughs> Maverick and Missy appreciated it. As well. Maverick and Missy. <laughs> Maverick, sweetest old gray and white and Missy would just hide in her little cubicle and hate every moment. If you got near her, it was full hisses. So you just like peeked your head in there like, Hey miss. And she, and then you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wild job. Oh my God. It is. That's so funny. I love that. Well, it was definitely a pleasure. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. How much oh do you my gosh. have left? Yes. What's what's left of that? Uh, a little bit more than four ounces. I'm doing okay. good. Okay. <laughs> Not that you're counting or anything. <laughs> I really only use the ounces to keep myself in track. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I finished. Well, my- <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> well, I I know that obviously AustinCatsitters.com and yep. I just looked you all up on Instagram while I was here. You'll have a good Instagram following. So it's Thank at AustinCatsitters on Instagram. Facebook. Yep. Um, and Facebook. On Nextdoor. Uh, we've got Google reviews. We've got the Yelp reviews. We've got the Facebook reviews. Our Yelp reviews are kind of funny. So if you ever need like, <laughs> something strange. Yeah, because it's all people just talking about their cats. So. Yeah. Strange. That sounds like a good time. Holly, if you remind yeah. me, we'll, we can look up a couple of those reviews and choose our favorites for the intro. Okay. <laughs> There's probably some good ones in there. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Well, thank you so much, y'all. It was, it was so yeah, nice to meet you. you and hear about Austin Cat Setters. I love what y'all are doing. Yeah, thank you. Nice to meet you guys. <laughs> Well, 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 here we are, and Holly did not remind me to read the amazing Yelp reviews for y'all. So I figured I would pop in here at the end for a little bit of a bonus um, with some of my favorite reviews. So our first up is, wow, these guys are literal miracle workers. Managed to give our ancient, ornery asshole cat his insulin shots, provide fun playtime for our kitten, and send us updates throughout the process. And did I mention extremely reasonable prices? Another review. The best cat sitters ever. Do you want the sweetest people who will take photos of your cats and tell you about their adventures each day? You're gone and also follow all directions you have for food and stuff? Well, you've come to the right place. 
And the last one, the future of cat sitting is now. The ladies at Austin Cat Sitters have their technology skills with a Z down. After an initial meet and greet, I was set up with a digital login for their portal database. When the visits began, I received end-time messages from Vanessa, who was taking care of my boys with details from the visit and photos. Every time Vanessa stopped by to take care of the kiddos, that's cute, K-I-T-T-O-S, I received more photos and details about the visit. This has been the most carefree trip. I haven't had a single worry or thought about how things were going at home. I love this experience so far and look forward to using Austin Cat Sitters again and again. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Holly, where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at OrangeJulia7, also on TheBitterLemon.com and on Etsy, Bitter Lemon Digital. And Derek, where can people find you? So I am on Instagram with my personal account at Yoga with Derek, and that's D-E-R-E-K, spelled the correct way. And on Instagram for Yoga for All Humans, it is at Yoga for All Humans on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Um, don't judge my TikTok game. I'm still learning. On LinkedIn, you can sync up with me, Derek Hagler, on there. And Yoga for All Humans has its own LinkedIn account as well. And of course, yogaforallhumans.com is the studio's website. Small Business Happy Hour has its own Instagram account at Small Business Happy Hour. Or you can email us at smallbusinesshappyhour at gmail.com. Cheers. Cheers. See you next Tuesday. Tuesday.